Let's start this off right. Welcome to the Border Outdoors podcast. I'm Seth. I'm Mac. I'm Corey. We have an early morning episode. We got a bunch of coffee here in front of us. It's uh, it's 5.39 a.m. And it is what? August, what are we on? 7th. 7th. August 7th. 8, 7, 22. We're, we're getting jacked up. It's about, <laughs> it's about 61 degrees out there right now. Beautiful morning. Nice breeze. Dark. Not much of a moon. And, uh. Man, we just we're we're really getting ramped up for hunting season here. So we're gonna get into a few different things today. Hopefully be somewhat informative for once for everybody. And uh anything we say should not be taken as legal advice. Please read your own regulations and take your time to do your own study. <laughs> that was a so, nice disclaimer. Yeah. Yes. Um but let's just throw out a few dates here, right? It, it's August. You might think hunting season's far away. Like we said, it's it's the seventh. On August twelfth, you can start baiting for bear. So if you were fortunate enough to draw a bear tag, or if you're hunting a no-quota bear zone in Minnesota, you can start baiting in a week. So hopefully you've been gathering your donuts and greases and, and bacon bits and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. None of us are big bear hunters. I so. have like five points. You do? Yeah. Are you going to apply one of these years? Or uh, Well, last year I kind of dropped the ball. I was going to just get points, uh, didn't. And then this year I was kind of him and how they whether to apply or actually to pull the trigger and decided just to wait one more year. But nice. we have photos of bears on uh, the cameras up there when I put cameras out up there. So Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Just basically got to pull the trigger one year and just going to try it. Go for it. it. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned you want to be able to, like, you know, actually bait and have that kind of yeah. time, right? Yeah. How's the little guy? Uh, he'll be two in November, so yeah. yeah, probably not the year to be gone every weekend right. for like <laughs> right. two months. Exactly. So. I mean, I, Claire's five, right? Mm-hmm. And um, man, she is at that age where it's really getting close to where I feel like she would have fun running out and checking trail cams yep. or running to do bait station or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, when they get a little older, hopefully they can join on those adventures. Now that we have the camper, I could maybe make a weekend one or two weekends bringing them up with me kind of a thing sure at least that's going to be my angle sure so does that you have the points for northern minnesota like here we can just go over the counter and buy a tag Uh, only for bow if it's a no quota oh really yeah it's only bow yeah uh you could fact check me but i'm pretty confident okay and then now would that mess it up if you went and bought one nope or if you went and bought a bow tag here that wouldn't mess up your quota up in northern Minnesota. To my understanding, no, because it's bow. It's completely separate, especially if I hunt in a no quota area. So Correct. Yeah, oh. I believe that's right. So Speaking of which, so uh, not to get too sidetracked, but I looked up the prices last night of that. So it's $44 for a resident not, no quota bear tag, mm-hmm. right? So for basically half the state, you don't need to apply. You can just buy over the counter because there's less bears. Um, or at least unsustainable country for bears but they are out there yep for a non-resident it was let me look at my notes here 230 bucks i didn't think that was too bad no you know considering that not a ton of states have a decent bear you know a lot of states have elk and deer populations right yeah you 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 would think they'd try to make it a little more exclusive but you do have to apply depending on the zone you're in for for quite a long time mine when i first started applying it was like four to five years now it's closer to seven years you got to apply no kidding I can't. It's one of the most heavily applied for zones. Sure, sure. 
good numbers of bears and all yep. that kind of stuff. So, and, and probably a, a decent amount of state land, so a lot of guys feel they can you know I go of it since it's private up there. I've never looked, but I've sure. heard there's a decent amount in the area. I've never looked into it though. Sure. Um, a couple other dates coming up here. Bear season starts September 1st through October 16th. So again, like for for me in the area I hunt, I, I like to have a no quota bear tag because for the first whatever three three or f- weeks plus of the bowl season when I'm deer hunting, I might have a bear walk by. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're gonna do that, read the regs. No, no, you shouldn't shoot sows, sows with cubs, all that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to look it up, and it just says one adult bear per hunter. Yep. It yep. But not doesn't say anything about uh, rifle or archery hmm interesting well you can't I, I, use a rifle in certain parts of the state no right? but you can use a shotgun so maybe you could be out there with a shotgun and muzzle load, no quota? and, mu- and muzzle loader so it has to be bigger than a 45 well son of a gun we might have to but do some... i'm i'm trying to find it it says big game bow and arrow and then anytime you click on the so no quota era area era the era. the era of no and that's permanent area four that's four eighty five. They don't list everything on the regulations right. area you though. Some yeah, board. sometimes you have to go to the DNR's website and start kind of start going down some rabbit holes to get the answers that you need. Not not everything is put into the book because if it was, that is correct. Oh man, it would be like a novel. I wish they right. would. I know, right? They need a bigger book. If if you go on like the the Western states send you out like a legit eleven by eight book, not a hand booklet you know sure yeah uh and then of course september 17th is the big archery deer opener in minnesota hmm. so that's that's a cool one and again so for a resident license that's 34 bucks and for a non-resident it's 185 bucks so come on over to minnesota and spend some money yep we've got a lot of really average deer that are <laughs> pretty good to eat so we've really got some meh yeah, hunting meh, over here. yep <laughs> um and then youth season, the youth rifle yep. season more specifically, is October 20th through the 23rd. And finally, rifle opener, November 5th through the 13th or through the 27th, depending on what part of the state you're in. Certain portions of the state have a three-week season, so it's a little longer. And then, of course, uh, there's a late CWD season. If you're into shooting sick deer, <laughs> look it up yourself. <laughs> So they're not all sick, Seth. All right, that's true. That's you got to go in there and just mow them all down. That's true. If so. you were to shoot a deer and it comes up positive CWD, would you still eat it? Yeah, absolutely. I would. Yeah. So every, every, uh, I would be extra careful cutting around certain portions of it. You know, mm-hmm. if I blew the spine apart, I might not eat the back strap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So stuff point. like that. Um, but like I'm just talking like good shot through the vitals. Yeah, I, I'd have no problem with it, and they say you can certainly eat it. Yeah. There's no concerns with that. So <laughs> Seth becomes the first like I am legend, like <laughs> zombie. I, I don't know if I would do any head cheese with it or anything. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't get too crazy with eating all portions of the dude. Oh, nasty. Otherwise, for the rest of this episode, we're gonna try to touch on public lands and the difference between a lot of them, what you can and cannot do. Um, maybe go over truly how popular hunting is in the state touch on the youth season um go over kind of the difference in the zones here in minnesota management uh lottery bucks only all that kind of stuff and then we'll just uh have some fun chats in between so let's get into it um cory you've been staying out of trouble so far well mostly I, i i see that you have uh set up mr glenn 
Yes. So yep. you got yourself a nice Glendale buck target you've been practicing? Yep, yep. I've been shooting the crap out of them. Uh, try to get out probably every other day. Every day would be a little much. I still got to get some stuff done. But yeah, I've been out there trying to trying to get going with that. I took a look at my... I probably should have done this before I started, but I took a look at my cables and strings, and I'm going to need new servings on Ooh. mine. And then I kind of started looking at bows because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I, started, I started pricing them out and... Uh, I wasn't too far off with my estimate when I said twenty seven hundred bucks in the last podcast, but I that was for it. like a full Matthews setup, you know, Matthews sure. quiver everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it for like a middle of the road to upper is gonna be like over or about two thousand dollars or just a little bit over. So oh, yeah. probably can't why do you want a new one? Just get a new one? His ball is 18, 19, 20 years old. Because I'm like a butterfly or like a squirrel. I see something shiny and I gotta go after it. I was gonna say weren't those like Supposedly, like kind of the best bows they made were the outbacks and switchbacks. They were yeah. that, yeah. I feel like that was when they truly hit like their peak stride. Like I, I feel like when they got into that series is when they made their biggest leaps in the shortest amount of time. Do they have any single cams anymore? I have no idea. I don't even look anymore. Sure, because mine's still a true single cam, and the right. the new one is. Uh, it looks like two cams at okay. least. You know, it's not just like a little pulley standard pulley on one side so sure it uh i don't know man my my like i said my heliums however old 10 10 plus years old still shoots awesome um i mean think honestly if a guy went out and found an old outback at a garage sale and bought it and brought it in and tuned it up mm. it's gonna shoot it's, it's gonna I, kill deer left i would right. not have any reservations behind no. that at all and no. again i haven't shot the brand new ball so maybe you can shoot them with your eyes closed and with your toes i have no <laughs> idea how good they are you put a rangefinder sight on there you don't even have to think <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. the new garmin i i don't really like that too much i don't it's it's probably cool for people who pull up and it ranges it for right. you, but I feel like it's taking a step out of like the normal it bull is. hunting. Like yep. you normally, you're, you got all your stuff and you're trying to be quiet, range the deer. It, it, I guess, it takes more air out of it, but then I feel like it's something for that to go wrong. Right, you get a longer season for archery because it's harder. You know, I, I'm sure the same conversation was made when compound bows came on the market. Now the traditional sure. hunters are like, no, you you can't use that and. I've had this conversation with an old timer before and a lot of valid points, but uh, like a range finder like that, that just completely goes against it. It's it's right. I like just, built in. So like half, half the fun of bow hunting is the right? stress of when do I pull up my range finder mm-hmm. or, you know, do I have my distances memorized? Right. That's half the fun. Yep. And then like, okay, now I got to pick the right pin Now I got to hold it. Now mm-hmm. I got to breathe. Now I got to shoot. Oh, I forgot to stop him. I hit him in the leg. Dang it. Like, <laughs> well, plus the, the, the practice, you know, like you have to practice at different yardages and get familiar with those different yardages. So now, right. if, now you're basically encouraging people not to practice as much. Yeah. It seems like it, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess how I look at but it. But we're just old farts. Yeah. We're I just crab because we didn't have it t- 10 years ago when we started, I guess. Yeah, right. So. I don't know. It, it's super expensive. Yeah, they're like, like $300 starting for one of those yeah, sites. Yeah, and I've, some guy, when I was at the range, when they first came out a couple years ago, he went and bought a brand new Matthews. He he just bought a bow and everything, all the bells and whistles, and he was shooting at the range. He must have shot freaking 50, 100 arrows mm-hmm. just trying to sight that thing in. I mean, he's pulling back, and he's leaning way back, and he's got, you know, he's probably got it on 80 or 75. It's hard for him to pull back. Mm-hmm. And his arrows are all over the freaking place. Eesh. I'm just like, I like my traditional four pin, four whatever pin sight, 
you got it set up, you know where you're at, you mm-hmm. know it's accurate. You yep. just got to pay attention. I feel like it keeps me on my feet more when I'm out hunting because I'm like, okay, I got to get it right away to range it mm-hmm. and predict where it's coming through. Yep. I was watching a Fresh Tracks episode with Randy Newberg the other day, and he br- he brought a guy in. They, they flew in by helicopter to a landlocked piece, elk hunting. Long story short, the one guy was a traditional bow hunter. They set up on this wallow hole. It's kind of a steep hill going down to it. And this really nice, I think it was either 5x5 or 6x6 elk comes in. And it came up way uphill from the trail. They were expecting like 20 to 30 yard shot. It came in way up high and around like this steep rock face and popped out in front of the guy at 15 yards or less. Wow. And he missed it. What? Uh He he said, it happened so fast, I, I rushed. I wasn't really concentrating enough. And I just, I shot underneath it. I'm like, dude, you freaking flew in with a helicopter hunted right. five I'm days. sure that was cheap. <laughs> I know. You knew that thing was coming into that water hole for three days straight. How I, It happens, but holy sure. crap, how disgustingly I, Well, you sent me a video terrible. of something similar to that. Yeah. How this guy was sitting by a tree and this elk came in and it was, you know, me to you away. Like mm-hmm. not like not it, even it like was, three like, yards away. And yeah. the guy shot it in a perfect shot. And I, I messaged him back and said, I'd miss. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd miss. For sure. But then, like, it's uh, it'd be so stressful, but I feel like people, the more you go out, the more zoned in you get. Like, yeah, yeah you know, you get your adrenaline, you get all these other things happening to you, but you kind of have that little bit of thing in the back of your head that you have the ability to zone in and know what you have to do, and it makes a huge difference. Like, the first time we went out, completely different from when I go out now. Yeah. Right. Because you just, you just don't think about anything else. You just don't look at the rack, look at where you want to hit. And just focus on that spot, and then if everything else will come after, all the fun. Well, a lot of uh, traditional archery guys, they're uh, instinct shooting, correct? Right. Like, like you, you don't aim. You just you have to practice so so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, you don't even think about it. You just kind of pull up, and you know about where to aim. But like right. you have to prop. Then you're probably shooting every day. You know, oh, you're, I you're, hope you're, so. you're just running through the whole gambit of stuff. So that's part of why it was so amazing that he missed, because like. You didn't have to line up a pin, and nobody right. nobody practiced with a compound at ten yards. You know what I mean? Right. Basically, when you get to that level, but was it a clean miss? Oh yeah, clean right underneath it. What well, isn't that the whole aim small, miss small? Yeah, type thing. He's probably looking at the whole side. Oh and yeah, boom. Yeah. So it like it, it's easy to sit here and like oh, I yeah. wouldn't make that mistake, but like he he would take up your whole sight <laughs> it was amazing man and with like with the, all you would have to do was put like your outer not reticle but right. your outer sight in the general area with a compound right I, it, it's amazing and mind. with the camera angle that you see it's season two episode five of fresh tracks if you want to look it up oh, um man if I bet, like with I the camera angle so it bad. looks <laughs> like it looks like he could have like reached out with his bow and poked it like it looks so close oh, with man. the angle but anyways that's that stinks right so let's get into some public lands yep. and the differences. Mostly what I'm focusing on is, I mean, so I was going through the regs a lot yesterday, and we've said this before. It is not laid out cleanly on nope. any of these things. Like, you would think it would just be like, oh, wildlife management areas. You can do these things. You can't do these things. It's not. It's like, oh, you can do this unless otherwise prohibited by blah, blah, blah. Yep. You really got to read. So I suggest... If you know you hunt a wildlife management area or state forest or national forest, whatever you think you hunt the most, 
just go to that section, read it over and over, write your own notes down. Yep. Like, oh, I can, I can't, I can, I can't. Because like, that's just a really good way to learn it. And you can look back at your notes later because mm-hmm. there are so many differences between all of them. Yeah. Well, the one thing that bugs me about the regs is like your tree stand stuff like you're talking about. Yep. Wild, li- wild management area is on page like 108. Yep. State forest is on like 112. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other one's on like 118. It's like, why can't right. you just have two pages and like here's your deer stand stuff right like just minimize like what people are looking for 90 percent of people are looking for you know tree stand what you can and can't do Mm -hmm. like i didn't know we had requirements on broadheads sure like how big you think that'd be be. obvious right was it like inch and a quarter is the minimum two no seven a's you have to have at least bigger than seven a's a's. and then two inches max so technically i'm not even supposed to shoot the ones i have because that fully open there. They're 2.3. So why would they be legal to sell in Minnesota? I'm guessing for turkeys. turkeys yeah. Okay. And see, now that's funny because when I turkey hunted in South Dakota, they had a maximum of two inches for turkeys. Yeah. It's so it's crazy. So it's you, like, you have to read. I was looking at broadheads. I'm like, well, I can't use these anymore. Why would you have a maximum? That doesn't make sense. I was. They don't I, want you I, out I can, there with a guillotine trying to shoot a deer. Well, <laughs> silly, yeah. silly things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know? If nobody has ever seen the guillotine videos <laughs> for hunting turkeys, look it up. But, well, well still. For penetration, if the bigger, like he said, the, with the guillotine, if someone tries to shoot that at a deer, it's not going to penetrate. Sure. Now, with the one I'm using, the Rage, it's a little bit bigger. I don't see there being a problem, but I also don't want to get stopped. Yeah. And I had no idea. Right. So when I go through these, let's try to keep it clean. We're going to yep. tackle one type at a time. Okay. We can discuss the nuances or go back and forth, look sure. a couple things up if we want, and then we'll move on to the next. I don't want to say, oh, in a wildlife management, this, and then have no, us go, oh, yeah, but on state land, you yeah. can't. No, yep. we're not going to. We're going to try to keep it clean. So okay. if you're listening, hopefully you can listen back. So um, and we'll, we'll just go over some of the nuance. But again, you should read the regs yourself. Some of these I'm pretty confident about. Uh, so, so we're going to tackle wildlife management areas, WMAs first, and that's state-owned public land, okay? Some WMAs have special regulations, so be sure to check it out. Um, like Most often, they're supposed to be posted at uh, main parking and access points, right? So if it's closed to deer hunting because of some reason, usually usually they'll post that. That 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 is a big one with uh, when I was looking at them last night, too how much they are closed off for different things. Right. W, you know, like, well, you can, you can't, can hunt geese, but you can't hunt deer, you know, or you, you, just, just the whole gambit and, and they list them individually. So I got to ask, did you just say, yeah, you did. <laughs> did I said, what? <laughs> you went to say you can't and you're like, uh, you couldn't. <laughs> I was like, what couldn't, did you call me? Couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I heard it. <laughs> okay. it's, it's early, all right? Uh, so I'm going to ramble through these and we can go go back quick. So here's some can-dos, okay? Generally speaking, you can hunt big game. You can hunt small game, okay? Uh, you can, generally speaking, use whatever shot is legal for the game you're taking, okay? Um, you can uh, hunt them if there are no special restrictions. Some have them. You can build duck blinds with natural brush and stuff like that, but it is supposed to be dismantled at the end of every day. Um, you can use hang-on stands if removed every day. 
uh, and you can use screw-in yep. pegs yep. in a wildlife management area. Okay. Um, can so that means can you shoot or cut branches off or shooting lanes in a wildlife management area? It doesn't. I I when I hear that like you can right. actually like screw in the trees. Right. I feel like you can alter. I did not see anything it didn't in the say section anything that in, said yeah. you cannot disturb brush or. Mm. Oh, hold on. Let me let me scroll down. That might be in the can't do's. I, I did not see it laid out, obviously, where I wrote it down as a can't do in a wildlife management area. So me, I would trim some shooting lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, trim. Trim. Is the key right. word. Yeah, you're not right. taking yeah. trees down. You're not taking right. down nine-inch yeah. trees and stuff like right. that. Yep. It, so, um, and again, some might have special restrictions where, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a rare tree in here. No cutting of shooting yep. lanes allowed. It might say that at the parking spot or in the booklet. Um, let's see. But the big one is you can use screw and pegs. So if yep. you're if you're a hang on tree stand guy, you can hang on whatever stand you want. You just have to take it out at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can leave a stand overnight for bear hunting only until the opening day of archery season, and it has to be within a hundred yards of your bait station, and it has to be labeled with all your information. Mm-hmm. So if you're a bear hunter, you have until September seventeenth. You can leave your stand out there. You just have to have it marked with all your info, and it has to be within a hundred yards of your bait station. Or if you're out there scouting for deer, and you're like, "What the frick? This guy's got to stand out here already." He's probably bear hunting. So you you know what I have known people to do in the past is uh, like a climber stand, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so like if you're planning on coming out the next day, yep. they won't haul it out. They'll just leave it at the bottom of the tree, basically. Sure. Lock it so they don't have to haul it out the next day. Sure. Now someone can still go up and use that tree if they want you know yep. uh, yes you're not removing it like they would they they want you to do but i'd imagine they want that so you don't have hunters that's my Saving stand spots. that's my stand you know and then you get into this pissing match that's exactly what it is yeah. I, I i'd be curious what an officer would think about that if it's down laying at the bottom of the tree yes i realize it says remove it but i, I wonder if that would be one of those gray areas that they'd be okay with i'm sure it would be and, and again this is state funded public land right mm-hmm. so i'm sure a lot of those nuances come up from hey if it's going to be funded it has to be equally accessible it yep. has to, you know so nobody can do this you know right um you can train dogs on wildlife management areas, okay? But you're not allowed to use live rounds or or blanks, okay? And the dogs must be leashed if it's April 16th to July 14th. So if you go out there in the middle of the summer, basically, mm-hmm. they have to be leashed. They don't want you out there chasing live birds and right. pheasants. So you could have a great big lead if you yeah. wanted to do some sort of retrieving, yes. you know, a 100-foot lead or something. Yep, exactly. But again, no live rounds and no blanks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what kind but of training you, you could throw... I guess dummies or just yeah. scented wings and grass. Yeah. You know, I, thought, like I thought I read something that you could use during the hunting season. You can use like blanks and stuff for training. Oh, see, I did. I didn't see it laid out there. Maybe I was looking at it last night too. And okay, I thought I saw that you could use something because I was like, oh, okay, so I can take rough out to here. And, you know, to you get those deals that you sh- the dummies that you shoot up and it's like 22 caliber sure. and it gives a shot and then it shoots up in the air. I know it talked a lot about, again, this is where it's just a little messy. You start reading and it says dog training is not allowed. Oh um, no, you but, are right. I misread it. Yeah. But it's like yeah. you, you can use a dog during hunting season as long as it's under your direct control. Oh, it, it specifically lists out, yeah. uh, including the use of blanks and dummy launchers or similar devices. So yeah. you cannot. I, yep. I, th- I misread it. Yeah. Gotta look close. 
Um, you can hunt unprotected animals. So like coyotes, mm-hmm. they're an unprotected animal. You can hunt unprotected animals September 1st through the end of February. But the way I read that is you shouldn't be in there. Like they list the date specifically. So that makes me feel like they don't want you in a wildlife management area in March hunting yep. unprotected animals. That's Right? So again, I don't know if that's the case, but they specifically lay out what hunting the them September 1st through the last day in February. You can't. You can Oh, you, you can. can. Okay. So basically during hunting season, you can be in a wildlife management sure. area hunting anything you can legally hunt. Sure. But I think being it gives you specific dates, they don't want you in there outside of that hunting. Sure. If that makes sense to everybody. It, it, it does. And I, and if you're not sure, call the DNR, call the DNR and ask them. Some know. of the state land that we've hunted, you know, a lot of, a lot of people on horseback out there, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So I guess I can kind of see why they went on people hunting there right. during those times it does kind of suck but i kind of get it it's funny right. that you said that because under the wma you can't have horses and stuff out there we don't it's not, not a wma we're on no. though right right and then uh you can trap out there some require a special permit to trap on sure. okay um i think anybody that's into trapping would probably be checking those specific yep. things out the nice thing is most of that's laid out well in the book like if you read the section in the book, then you'll see a table of, oh, Itasca County Wildlife Management Area Car- Carly or whatever they name it mm-hmm. has these restrictions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is laid out in the book as far as that goes. Here's some can't do's. You cannot do these on a wildlife management area. Camp, unless in a designated camp area with permit. I, I don't know what that is. I've never been to a WMA with camp sites. So... Apparently, there's some that have campsites that you can get a permit online for or, or somehow. Maybe it's just staying in the parking lot. Maybe. Um, but it talks about a permit, so I feel like it'd be something that has to be rented or paid for. Oh, okay. But maybe not. I, it didn't give any other info in the section. Um, drink alcohol unless camping overnight with a permit. So if you're sitting in the parking lot saying, oh, we're camping here. Where's your permit? You can't be drinking. Yeah. So kind of a nice, clean way to do it. No target practicing allowed. Hmm. Okay. So don't go out to a WMA thinking you're going to shoot clay pigeons because it's just a big CRP field or anything like that. Um, no ATVs or snowmobiles. Now there's a little caveat. There are some set, uh, exceptions to this in the northwest area of the state. There's a lot of like tamarack swamp open areas uh, north of Highway Two, and apparently there's a fair amount of WMAs that allow. ATV and snowmobile use, I think specifically on trails. But sure. if you're up in that area, you can look more closely into that. Um, so that's a that's a good general view of wildlife management areas. I and, don't know. Any, and any and pick questions? up your trash. Yeah. 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 Pick yeah. Up your all, trash. all these go. You know what? Yeah. Even if the book says it or not, pick up your freaking trash. Yeah. And don't leave anything out there. So yeah. in that in that regard. I'd say these are pretty popular. I don't know how many acres of this are throughout the state, but there's a fair fair amount of WMAs, and yeah. I definitely hunted some of them. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's little things. Just knowing if you can leave your stand out there for one yep. more day, or you know, it's really a bummer to haul it out at night when you know you're going back in the morning. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and when you're sitting in the in the deer stand, we've all been bored, or you're like, well, I'm probably not going to see anything here for an hour. I know guys aren't going to sit down and read the regulations maybe to the extent that we do 
the one thing I think a lot of hunters should do is at least read the new for such and such mm-hmm. year. Yes. Because, you know, it, it could have been this way for 20 years. And yeah. That's how you've always done it. I get it. There's a couple That's why you should read those new for that year. At the minimum, yes. I think that's what you should do. Yep. Because there's a couple notes in here of new things that yeah. would have gotten me. Oh, yeah. All, and we'll talk about those for sure. So, um, I don't know. Any other main questions on WMAs before we move on? No. You can. If you go WMAs, you can't use uh, lead. No, you can. You can. So, well, I mean, like, uh, yeah. Like for, for pheasants? There, there was nothing laid out. Um. But there was, uh, did you read the non-toxic stuff that's new for 2022? I just had it up here. Okay. Pull Uh, pull it up. I think you're thinking about scientific areas that's in state forests. Sure. Because that's one of the things I Oh, I always thought it was WMA because it's usually water there. Waterfall production areas, WPAs. Oh. So that. So again, nothing specifically was laid out in the section for WMAs that prohibit you from using lead shot where it's legally allowed. You cannot shoot a duck with lead shot so if you're out there waterfowl hunting and it happens to be a wma and you're waterfowl hunting you better not have lead shot you better have steel shot but if you're squirrel hunting you technically can use lead shot in minnesota unless you're in a waterfowl production so here would be a good example of how it could get a little convoluted just because you're looking at the wma regulations yep if you were to have, uh, and I don't know this yet, but you could have a restriction, say a non-toxic shot, that sure. they might not list right. in, in the WMA Correct. because they list it in the non-tox section. Right. So a, a good example of how you might have to move around a little bit to get the information that you're looking Ex- for. Exactly. When in doubt, just buy only steel shot. If you just buy steel shot, they make steel, like they make, the, the every bit, round the bitsmith and all that yes. kind of stuff i mean you yeah. can buy non-toxic shot in any form or any type of round that you like to use yeah so if you just do that you never have to worry about it uh joe lindowski has been on before a great guy knows his stuff he just doesn't buy lead shot because mm-hmm. he's bouncing around from right. all these types on a when he goes out bird hunting he doesn't know what one he's going to land on that day depending on hunting pressure so he just shoots steel all around and it just takes one shell to be in your pouch when you get checked by the warden you know yep. one one lead shell or you left it in your pocket something stupid correct and they can tag you yeah correct. we ran into that problem with trevor when we went down to that yep. um yeah. waterfall production area he didn't i didn't know that because i don't turkey hunt or whatever mm-hmm. and then he ended up i was waiting for him and he told on the podcast but then he ended up seeing it so yep. it kind of ruined our hunt a little bit we still had a good time and saw turkeys but yep. Yeah, good, we had to good go, for him we had for to go find it. the steel. Right. And then he had a bunch of lead, you know, in his pockets. And he, had, <laughs> he, he took it all out, luckily, before he went there. Yeah. There, there are so many restrictions. It's just uh, on different areas. And if you're going to be balanced around, it's just it's just easier just to get steel. It Absolutely. Um, okay, let's move on to state forest. Here's some can-dos in a state forest. Again, this is just one of the ones that I found that was obvious a can-do. Forage for berries, mushrooms, etc. right? Some of the other ones, it was they had language in there about no destroying, removing, or altering brush, vegetation, blah yep. blah blah. And so I don't know if that means foraging. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to look into the foraging section and see what's approved. So if you're sure. a big forager, maybe double check some of that. Um, okay, you can in a state forest, you can use toxic or non-toxic shot for large and small game, not including waterfowl. Okay, so again, no animals legally can be shot with those. Types of uh, rounds. Okay, elevated stands. 
This is very. This is where state land gets very interesting. You can use your ladders, your hang-ons, your wood. You can build stands on state forest. Any method. Okay. Here's where it's weird. Use of portable stands is recommended. Permanent stands are allowed. Okay. So there's. It literally says. It literally says permanent stands are recommended. Yep. It does not say you cannot build permanent stands, but it does say um, if you build it on build it it's public yep. first of all and you are not allowed to erect permanent buildings so if you're going to put a roof on it or try to build a box blind that's not allowed that that always so i i, I knew that about the state force but like I, when i read the regulation i'm like man you know because we we have seen permanent stands out there and it's just yep. it's crazy to me to think that they allow it it, it just right. blows my mind like and that's right. But they, they do specify they don't want you using like nails or. They ask. They don't say you can't. They just say okay. it's recommended not to use uh, or highly discouraged not to use nails and stuff because it's dangerous for uh, bloggers and yep. woodcutters. Exactly. Yep. So, again, it's not it's not prohibited. It's just it's frowned upon. Right. Right. But yeah. they don't also don't want you using pegs for, for nope. tree stands. So that's where it gets weird. You can use it's. They're saying you can't use nails and stuff to build a permanent they, stand. They recommend you don't. You recommend you don't, but they're saying they're not saying you absolutely cannot. Correct. But when you have a tree stand, they're saying you can't. No, no. no. They no, they say you can use what? pegs. You just have to unscrew them essentially every night when you leave. Yes. Yep. So do you have it pulled up right there? Yeah. So we're just going to read this verbatim. The use of portable tree stands is recommended, especially those which can be secured without driving nails into trees. Nails are a safety hazard for the woodcutters and harm the forest. Personal property must be removed from state lands. So isn't that weird? Yeah. Like the wood's not personal property. If you read on further, it says once it's been there for so many days, it's considered public. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Um, It is illegal to destroy state property, including cutting of trees for shooting lanes. I have that listed in the do nots. Yeah. So isn't that like. No shooting lanes. Can't cut them. That's crazy. Gotta leave it. But it says. it's, It's what it says. Uh. Go two more. Now go two down. Littering and erecting permanent buildings are prohibited. Buildings, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I would think. I'm I would think that would be a, yeah. a permanent yeah, stand. I, I think you put wa- yeah. yeah walls. You put walls in a roof, yeah. and it becomes a building. Yeah, or, a box or blind. if you're building it on the ground, right? You know, footings, <laughs> all that <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> any, and then because the very next line is any permanent unoccupied stand or blind on public land is public and not the property of the person who constructed the stand. So listen to me, people. When you've been that freaking... Yeah. When you're a freaking 49-year-old uh, uh, beer-drinking, smo- uh, uh, cigarette-smoking in your deer stand, deer-opener weekend warrior, and you've been hunting in that same stand for 35 years, but you get up late because you drank too much the night before, and there's some kid in your stand, mm-hmm. tough luck. Yeah. It's a public yeah. stand if you're on State Forest. Leave the freaking guy alone. Too bad, so sad. Should have been there sooner. Yep. It's state forest, public land. Leave each other alone. Now, you, if you see them later, you can discuss with them. Hey, yeah, I, I hunt that stand every year. Maybe they'll be nice and gracious right. enough to let you have your stand back. But don't pick fights. Yep. You don't own the land. If you want to be that anal about your hunting spot, yeah, don't drink too much. Your your yeah, like, get, get there, there first. Early. Yes. Yeah. That's also it's always such a sore subject when it comes to stuff like that. That's why I don't like going public land hunting because you have these guys that have been going out to the same land for however. Yep. And if I'm like, oh, there's a stand and sit in it, and yep. it's like the morning of, right? I won't even go in it because 
I don't want to deal with some guy coming out there. Right. And like, with you the have every that, right. Yeah. But... You have every right. And it's like, you could print out this page. Right. And be like, it says right here in the rules. Well, that's only going to piss him off more. Exactly. So it's just like, ugh. so, and it's never an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. If you read this, so I, I had mentioned that you can use pegs. Now they, they, if you read that, they don't say you can't use pegs. Correct. If you read that, however, they say you can't use nails. Or, or sorry, you can use nails. So right. if you can use nails, why couldn't you use a screw right. and peg? Yep, I would ag- I would agree. That that's so that's that's another good example of how they don't really call it out. They kind of yeah, they hover around it. Right. Like it, this is the only section in in the regs that I found where it's it says discouraged or you are encouraged to do things. Yep. Yeah, everything else is kind of laid out like you can or you can't or you know. Mm-hmm. It's prohibited or it's not. It feels like they're maybe trying to get out, get out of doing. They're or, trying or, to get out of it, right? Or, yeah, or uh, work towards not having it anymore. So, what would right. your guys? Because we asked this question last time with with Reese, um, asking what land can he bring pegs and and screw things on, you know, to hold your bow. Right. So, do you guys agree you can do it in WMA? Mm-hmm. You can do it in state forests. I would agree. Yep. Okay. Yep, I would agree with that. I've not found something yet. Provided you remove them every day. Yeah, you take them out. Don't yep. leave them up there. Um, let's see. So that's the other thing. On state land, if you can build a permanent stand, you can leave your yeah your portable stand out as, as well, I'm guessing. Yep. But I didn't see anything that say, said you couldn't or that you can other than than that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, yeah. So like I was saying, if 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 a guy wanted to, you could leave it at the bottom of a tree in a state forest. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's see. Corey, Corey's got to get going. Yeah. Yeah, what time do you got to get out of here cuz Corey's on call for work. So, he might just have to up <laughs> just and a hard working man. No, I keep I mean, okay. Tons of time. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. you just, Corey, you just let us know when you got to ski daddle. Yep. So, um He's always on the clock. So again, I'm always a hard work company, <laughs> company man. A can do on state forest. You can camp, right? So like if you're one of those guys and you see guys pull over camping up north, there's a lot of state forests in the state. They, mm-hmm. You can camp. There are some additional rules. I didn't go through them at all. If you plan to camp, look, look it up. You know, there's certain things they do or don't want you to do. One big thing, you can only burn deadfall. Mm-hmm. So again, you're not allowed to trim shooting lanes. So you're certainly not allowed to cut down trees for campfire. So if you're going to burn and have fires, which is allowed as long as it's three feet or smaller without a permit, um, only burn deadfall and uh, and make sure the area is safe and clear. It's sad they got to call it out because if you're going to cut a tree down for firewood, you're not going to have a fire because right. it ain't going to burn. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. at all. laughs> right. But exactly. Somebody tried. Right. Some can't do's. Uh, cut or destroy trees for shooting lanes. Cut or destroy live trees for firewood. Build a permanent building and here's one interesting thing atvs um so atv travel is allowed on limited on many limited and managed state forests by licensed hunters and trappers with a class one atv that's a, a class one atv uh like mine like 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 a four-wheeler a four-wheeler correct? yeah like like a one maybe a two person if it's got a back but yeah so a no traditional si- four-wheeler not a side-by-side correct yep Interesting, because I think a lot of guys just hop on their like a lot of guys just have side by sides, right? right? But now uh, they also have off highway vehicles, which kind of gets into some other like homemade like go karts and and well, sorry, maybe not go karts, but anyways, yeah, the DNR would say a four wheeler, right? Yep, right. Um, 
So yep. you can use these ATVs to retrieve big game September through December, mm-hmm. hunt big game, and construct stands October through December. So you um, can haul out your stands at the four wheeler. Yeah. Yep. And and so again, that's the limited and managed uh, uh, state forest. Um, many of these state forests, there's some that are managed state forests, but they might be specially prohibited. Okay. So, but in those main access mm-hmm. points, parking parking areas, gate accesses. A lot of times they'll be labeled no ATV. So if it's yeah. labeled no motorized vehicle travel, you can't use it. Right. Even if it's a limited or managed. Remember when we were dragging that buck out? God, a four-wheeler would have yeah. been sweet. <laughs> yep. And so the one we hunt is a limited, but it says yeah. no motor vehicle. Yeah, there's a sign. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, uh, during trapping, they can use them. And um, for some minnow trappers, it is allowed under certain conditions, whatever that means. Oh, man, those poor deer, it says no rutting. Oh, I know, right? So, <laughs> Dang it. So that's a big one. So there's, there's No breeding in this area. <laughs> yeah. Many of these state forests have trails, but you can go off trail with these as long as you're not doing damage, tearing things up, et cetera. And like you said earlier, you can horseback ride and all that good stuff yep. in the state forest. I, I, I was surprised that you could use four-wheelers on as much state land as they specify, especially during hunting. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it and some other stuff, but I, I was surprised how many areas you actually yeah. could have a four-wheeler. That, right. that really surprised me. It, it, it legitimately, As long as you're not being an idiot. Exactly. It legitimately says uh, you can't, the can't-dos of the ATVs, can't damage and rut up the woods unless a trail... Uh, designated for vehicle use. Mm-hmm. So if you're running up a four-wheeler trail. But the use, uh, you cannot construct an unauthorized permanent trail. You so can't, yeah, I can't make like, your Hey, own. my stand's way back in that woods. I'm just going to take this trail 90 times and beat down a good, mm-hmm. you're technically not right. supposed to do that, which is, I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one to prove, but if you're making it obvious, they're going to get you for that. I mean, if it's not on the map. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Probably can't use it. So before we... There's some caveats to state forest, which we'll go over quick. But any main questions on state forest up to this point? I'm, I'm uh, actually pretty happy about the ATVs. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at taking my dad for the first time this fall. Yep. For opener. Yep. And now I want to find some state yeah. land because make it way easier. Because he wants to buy a nice big two man ladder stand and all this. I'm nice. Like, Ugh. But now that I know that you can use that, or if someone shoots something. Yep. Like it just makes me, it that. just makes me think spread out farther. Right. So if someone does shoot something, it's not interrupting your hunt if they're dragging it out with yep. a four wheeler. So that, that makes me happy. Yeah. Now. Yep. <laughs> step one, look and see if it's eliminated or managed. Yep. And step two, try to confirm if vehicles are prohibited. And that's the other thing is you have to go to these places because it's not going to say it on, on X. It's going to say limited state, state forest, yep. but. If there's a sign sitting there, you can do all the planning you want, and then you get there on opener, and there's a sign that says no motor vehicles. Well, right. then you're like, well, you got to. That's why you got to scout out the land beforehand. Yep. If if it's three hours from here and you know the name, the exact location, I would not have any qualms about calling the Minnesota DNR and asking them, mm-hmm. is it limit? Is our motor vehicles allowed? Mm-hmm. They should know. They should have a tally. Their their officers should. Ha- they they have to know. Yeah. If it's restricted because they maintain the signage and all that stuff. I've probably called three or four different times with some different yeah. questions or scenarios that friends of ours have been in. You know, I'm like, hey, so I got this friend and, <laughs> yep. and they want to do this. And they're like, they're super helpful. Like, what's the harm in calling? Right. Yeah. They don't know who you are. And a lot of times the person that answers the main phone number won't know, but they'll they'll look up the local game warden and say, here's Jim's number. Give him a call. Sure. 
leave him a message. It might take him a couple days. He'll get back. The last to you. two times I've called, the gal on the phone has found me the answer that I'm looking for. Awesome. Yeah. Did, did I ever tell you the story really quick at, of at work? We're working. All of a sudden, we get a call from a resident that an eagle got hit by a car and it's sitting on the sidewalk in this development. So they're like, "Oh, you know, Kenny, why don't you go figure out what you got to do? Take care of it." So I drive over there. I don't. So I'm like, I'm on my way there. Someone said there's a, a freaking bald eagle. Yeah. So I called DNR. Lady was super super nice. Mm-hmm. Called the game warden. He's like, "Okay, where are you at?" Blah blah. He's like, "Don't touch it. Just." Just I'm like I'm just going there to see where it is and keep people away. I get there. It's a goose. Oh my god! It's a Canadian goose. Did you just go up there and wring its neck and walk <laughs> well, away. Yeah, no, I got it. No, what happened? <laughs> like this is what kind of pissed me off. Is what happened is someone shot a goose and threw it in some random what? woods in a development, oh, and then a god. dog was walking or whatever and went and grabbed it and dragged it out. So then I called them and I was like, oh, false alarm. I was like, it was a goose. And the game warden just started laughing. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, it, it's a Canadian goose. He's like, are you sure? I'm 100% sure yeah. it's a Canadian goose. What yeah. the hell? He's like, well, what? What? Uh, and I told him, you know, he's like, well. That kind of opens up a can of worms, too, because someone poached it out of season. Yeah, it was in the middle. Of, no, it was in the fall. Oh, was it? It no. was in the fall. But then he's like, what? I'm like, what, do you, how, what, do you, what else do you want to do here? He's like, uh, I'm like, I can take the goose and I'll get rid of it. At you know, at work, he's like, "Why don't you go and get rid of it?" He's like, "I'll swing by there, give me the address, I'll take a look." And he's like, "I'll just kind of keep an eye on that area, yeah. and then Make sure I never, more don't pop up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And it's a common, it's a common thing for people that go deer hunting is they just toss their carcasses wherever. We're picking them up all the time in the really? same spot. All of a sudden, Sounds there's like- one, two, three, four deer over by kind of where you where you are, right? And we've called the game warden. They set up trail cameras, but it's like. It's like they drive by during the day, they could see a camera or whatever, yep. and it's like then it stopped. But yeah, we're picking up like five, six deer out of the ditch. City Botsego needs to invest in some uh, wireless trail cameras. I guess, I, guess so. I, I keep saying that. Yeah, guess so. So, state forests. A lot of state forests have other internal portions of them labeled scientific yep. and natural areas. Okay, Bigfoot. Yeah, it's still technically state forest, but it the regulations change. So some of the major can-dos and can't-dos. You can still hunt all big game. Um, you can use hang-on stands, but nothing that damages the bark. Screws, yeah. nails, etc. those can't be used. So now you're now even though you're in a state forest, if you're in the scientific and natural area, which is usually signed, it certainly shows up on any Onyx maps yep. or things you might use, now you're supposed to go back to the non-damaging hang-on styles. So keep that in mind. Um, foraging, big question mark. I don't think you can technically scientific and natural areas, but if you're a forager, might want to look that up and, and specifically figure out if you can do that. Um, you cannot leave stands overnight in a scientific and natural area. Again, I believe you can in state forest, right. but not in the scientific and natural area. You cannot shoot tr- shooting lanes, no screws, nails, etc. And here's a big one. Um, I, this is new in 2022. So let's say you're out there in the state forest and you're hunting squirrels with, with lead shot because it's legal in state forest to use lead shot for small game. Um, or you're hunting deer with a slug, mm-hmm. slug shotgun. Okay. In state forest, totally legal. As soon as you get into this scientific and natural area, 
use of non-toxic shot is not allowed, period, even for big game. Yeah. Only steel and non-toxic shot is allowed. So muzzleloader, anything. If you have a lead core bullet that's jacketed in copper, that's a toxic round. Yep. So. But the only difference is I just read it is because now you can carry a pistol. Yep. When bow hunting. Yep. Right. But you can't. It's only for protection. You can't finish off a uh, big Correct. game or Correct. anything. But you can have lead ammunition with a pistol. Correct. And that's. If you're permitted to. Yeah. yeah you, you have, have, you have to, to have your permit yep. to carry. Yep. yep. If you have a permit to carry, you can carry lead rounds in your pistol. Here's the but scenario. you cannot discharge oh, that firearm. So say you're hunting a state forest legally. Yep. With your toxic rounds. Yep. If you shoot a deer or any kind of animal and you wound it. And it runs onto a scientific area. Yep. I bet you can't bring that rifle or shotgun, whatever, with you to go track it. <laughs> Technically, it's you fun- can't. That's funny. Yep. I was just thinking the same scenario. And I was like, I should ask that question. But then I'm yep. like, you can follow the blood trail if, yep. if it's a good blood trail. For me, I don't see that being a problem. Take take your round out of your gun, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. That's what I think. And then you go get your, your game. Yep. But, but, I, but I, bet you can, I bet you can't. Now, maybe a game warden, I'm like, well, I get it. But how do you really prove, you know, short of showing him the blood trail, right. how do you prove that you didn't actually shoot it in the scientific area with toxic shot? Ag- agreed. How do you prove that, right? right? Um, let's, you know, if you shot at 6 in the evening, it's dark at 6.15, you're in there at 8.30 tracking it. Mm-hmm. Again, what they say you should do, call the game warden, yep. let him know what's going on, he'll direct you. Yep. That's what they would yeah. say to do. We all well, know. And we, you, you know if you're breaking the law. You know if you're. And doing you got something time. Not. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. like you, like you said, you shoot a deer at six, six fifteen. It's dark. By the time you call your buddies and you yeah. wait, because you're not going to go run after it right away. Right, you're going to yeah. wait. You have time to call. Right. Because you, there's like you said, there's always that thing in the back of your head. You're like, ah, I don't know if this is right or if it's wrong. And I know a lot of some people. Are like well, if it doesn't say it, or if I don't know, right. well, then I don't know it's wrong. Right, and they just do it anyways. It's yeah. like no, if you have like a gut feeling, like there, I'm doing so, I feel like I'm doing something wrong here. Yep, get the reassurance. And again, if if the other thing you don't do is you don't shoot one with toxic rounds, and then when it runs on, they go, oh, guess I can't go get it. Yeah, you you also don't do that. There's a way to go in there and get it. You know what the way is. Just do the work to do it legally. So, um. That's a pretty good synopsis of the uh, scientific areas for the most yep. part. So it, it gets a little more restricted if you go into those portions. Just mm-hmm. be aware. But you can go in there and hunt, and they're great. And they're usually farther in. Right. And it's, right. it's not on the edge. So No, yeah, they're usually a, inside of it. It's a, a better right. probability, like shed hunting, um, the one around here. I found some really, really nice spots mm-hmm. in that scientific area. Mm-hmm. Stay of- out of them. Those are my spots. <laughs> well, then I'm just thinking, oh. This is a long drag, and I think yeah. about Corey. I'm like, Whew. it's crazy. You walk into that one that we're talking about, and the canopy just gets thicker. Yes. Oh yeah, it like you literally can feel when you're on the line because all of a sudden it's like, oh man, it's really dark and quiet and like ominous in the, here. Yeah, the yeah. underbrush is different and everything. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. all just big oak trees because mm-hmm. a, a lot of these state forests are getting logged. Right, yep. they're logging off the states, logging off portions right. of it, except the scientific. Exactly. Yep. So you can tell it's just older forest or just. Uh, not been stripped down the same probably way. a good place for a sam squamsh to be that's oh, yeah. what i said yeah bigfoot yeah. that scientific area up there there is one in there i bet there doesn't bigfoot he's know he's not number. supposed to live in a scientific area that's yeah. where he well he's smart he can't forage smart. in there 
dude. I, I guarantee there's not one in there. Otherwise, he would have been fined by the DNR already. No, they always get their no. money. They have, they have in, they're indivisible. They can they have they can go invisible, invisible like the states, United States <laughs> yeah. of America. Yeah. <laughs> they they have like an invisible cloak that oh, they can put on. That makes sense, like the Predator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And Harry Potter. And yep. Harry Potter. But no, on. that's just a no. Harry Potter. It's an invisibility Harry cloak. Potter. Okay, so let's get it before Corey's got to skip out. Let's tackle WPAs. Uh, oh, never mind. I was going to go with the rap song, but uh, waterfall <laughs> production areas. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I'm just I, again. I just wrote down the highlights. Number one, it was getting late. I was getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, um, Dude, if you're gonna spend a lot of time on these hunting big game and stuff like that, maybe you want to dig into certain things more. But most people go to these for waterfall or upland game bird hunting because the CRP fields and stuff. But these are federal lands, not state. Okay, so because of that, they they instantly fall into more strict regulations, federal regulations. No toxic shot. Let's start with the can-dos. You can hunt big game. You can hunt small game. You can trap. There are some specific regs on trapping, like you need permits for beaver and otter and stuff like that. So if you're a trapper, dig in deeper. Um, so those are the things you can do. Mm. They're public land. Get after it. Can'ts. The way the language was written, I don't believe you can forage on them because it talks about underbrush removal of vegetation etc but if you're a forager look a little deeper how many people are out there eating berries like like You'd they be surprised. they specifically caught... mushrooms i think is the big thing yeah mushrooms oh, and okay people yeah. flipping logs and you know all eating, kinds of... eating yeah. rubs and maggots right Weird. now there's a really good chance <laughs> that if you if you google or look into foraging specifically it might just say you can on all these public lands yep. i'm just saying what it what it says in the section has gives me doubts. WCCO had a big thing about people that go out and do that. It's gotten yeah. big. The last the the what are the mushrooms called? Morels. Yeah. People. Oh, there's another one too. Pheasant packs. <laughs> you guys ever found a stinkhorn mushroom? So I'm, okay. sitting, I'm sitting next to. <laughs> one. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a picture. I, I know I have it. Quick side note. So I'm up and it's like October deer hunting, and I come across this mushroom, and my sister's like really into foraging, and. So I sent her a picture of this mushroom. First of all, when you look it up, don't be immature because it looks just like an uh, phallic symbol. A phallic symbol, just like it. Yeah. So a stinkhorn <laughs> looks like a penis. I'll keep looking. Hey, it up. There's better we're trying to keep it family like friendly it. here. Yeah. Anyways, so I send her a picture of it. Oh, these aren't. What kind of weird Mac? Yeah, keep looking. There's That's a, there's a no, better one. They have like a hole Wisconsin in the top. here. Wisconsin. So there's like a little hole in the top, and they're just really weird. Um. Anyways, so I sent her a picture of this, and mm. I was like, "What kind of mushroom is this?" She goes, "Put your uh, uh, put your hands on it for reference, right?" Like <laughs> I was like, "Okay." So I like just kind of press my fingers up against the back of it, like for a size reference. <laughs> okay, lots of mushrooms look like wieners, so yeah, get over it. <laughs> anyways. And then I text her back. I was like, so what do you think it is? And she responds with, LOL, smell your hand. They stink. So effing bad. My Can't imagine where reeked. they got the name from. I know. Right? She goes, it's a stink horn. Smell your hand. My hand reeked she totally, so bad. She, she got me so good. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh. What you got to do is you got to put it between your hands and do the old rub. <laughs> oh, oh that would yeah. be great. So I'll keep moving down the can't, can't do's. WPAs, waterfall production areas. No, no toxic. Uh, here's a big one. 
You cannot leave a trail camera overnight. No. Nope. On waterfall production oh, areas. Weird. Isn't that crazy? They don't want you spying on people on federal lands. Uh, you cannot use mineral blocks or salt blocks on those lands. Period. Doesn't matter where you are. The, yep. The state has mineral and salt block lands on uh, bands and areas anyways for other public lands, but uh, none at all anywhere on a WPA. Uh, no permanent stands allowed, so you can't build a stand. Um, you can construct uh, duck blinds out of natural vegetation, but you, you have to dismantle them. Leaving stands overnight is prohibited. No screws, nails, bolts, etc. It's written really funny. It's written, no, leaving stands overnight is prohibited. No screws, nails, wires, or bolts can be used to hang a hunter in a tree. Mm-hmm. That's how it's learned. So I don't know if they put that in there because they don't want you duck hunting from a deer stand. <laughs> I have no It's written really weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wrote it weird. But toxic shot. Because there's weird people out right. there and then they got to come up with weird laws. Right. Use of toxic shot is prohibited, including turkeys. Now, it doesn't say anything about big game, right? But I, if, I don't know. If you can't for everything, game. well, now they're, they're specifying shot because waterfall. Right. Correct. I would think if you can't use it for waterfall or turkeys, you know, birds that are going to peck at it. Right. I would think you can't. You, you, uh, you can't have it for big game either. Right. And in the section, it doesn't say you can or can't hunt big game. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I So I'm assuming big game hunting is allowed on this public right. land. It doesn't say it's prohibited. It doesn't say it's, you can. So Actually, I remember when I went down with Trevor, there was a sign there and there was deer on it. Okay. There's turkeys yep. on it. Was there a deer with an X on it? Because that means you can't. No, that, no. <laughs> I remember looking at it. No, that means kill all the deer. Yeah, if right. You're here. We don't want. I, I remember deer. looking at it and saying, "Oh, you can deer hunt this." Yep. Because the land we were on, it was just in a river system. Sure. So there's a bunch of land around it. Right. Uh, big one. No training dogs is allowed ever on waterfowl production. Darn heads. Use of any vehicles except parking areas and designated roads not allowed. Use of motorized watercraft not allowed. So again, you can use a trolling motor and a battery, and there are some uh, ex- exceptions. Some waterfall production areas allow some motor use. You'd have to look those up specifically. There's a short list in the booklet. Um, campfires, camping, and overnight parking are prohibited. Drinking or possession of alcohol and drugs is strongly encouraged. Just kidding. <laughs> you are not supposed to drink or possess <laughs> drugs on these federal lands. What a okay? joker. Um, and you cannot dispose animal carcasses. Okay? And period. So if you clean your ducks there, you can't just toss them in the weeds. Mm-hmm. You have to remove those. Anything you kill there it has to be removed. Um, and no use of artificial lights to locate any animals. So there's waterfowl production areas. Good any, work. Any major questions? Nope. No. No. Another big one, real quick, national forest. There's a ton of different designations of national forest, wildlife ma- uh, wildlife areas, semi-primitive, non-motorized areas, and research natural areas. If you're hunting Chippewa National Forest, uh, Paul Bunyan National Forest, you know you might want to look into specific regs, but some of the generally speaking can-dos, open to camping, hunting, fishing, uh, trapping, snowmobiling, ATVs with restrictions that apply. Portable stands are allowed and can be left for the season, but must be removed at the end of the season. That and the ATVs really surprised me. I, I was right. shocked. In a net, you know, like 
they had so many restrictions as to what you couldn't do in like a WPA. Right. But you can ride your four wheeler around and build a permanent stand. I was right. like, what? The? <laughs> just yeah. the, some of that inconsistency just doesn't make sense to me. Right. So That's national crazy. forest, you have a, you have a lot of freedoms and options ahead of you yeah. there. Some might have special restrictions, and they'll be laid out in the book. Some of the can't do's. ATVs can only operate on trails, okay? So no off-trail use is allowed. The state forest, you can, remember? You can go hang your stand and all that stuff. But on national forest, you're supposed to stay on the trails, um, even for bear baiting. No guiding or commercial activities allowed without permit and authorization. So if you're self, if you guide for a living, not supposed to do it without uh, permits or uh, authorization on national forests. I want to touch on something real quick. Uh, I know when I was reading through the uh, the ATV or the off-road vehicle booklet uh, when I bought my four-wheeler, they specify or they, they go into more detail on some of the state lands and trails and like what you can and can't do. So again, like if you're planning on using your four-wheeler, the DNR kind of calls it out a little bit. But you might want to refer to the ATV regulation because I, I do believe nice. they get into a little more detail. Perfect. So, yeah, kind of, again, you kind of have to go somewhere else to really get specifics. The full picture. Yep. Right. Cutting trees, even for shooting lanes, is prohibited. And building of permanent blinds is prohibited. So, unlike the state forest, don't go screwing a two-by-four to a no tree No screwing trees. Like no screwing trees. <laughs> so... <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. There's other public lands, yeah, it's, okay? It gets. I think people are like, I need another cup of coffee. I know. Yeah. Get another cup of like, coffee. <laughs> it kind of feels most, like cold class. Yeah. That's a general restriction. But we had to do it. We've always wanted to go yeah. through this, so right. it's a good episode to go through, especially right. with yep. Seth leading the charge on it. Oh, yeah. I read a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just so, full nerdgasm. Yeah. <laughs> so one big thing I took from all this, just to keep it simple, wildlife management areas are the only ones – I believe that you can trim shooting lanes. Okay. Everything else yep. talks about yep. non-cutting of trees Correct. even for shooting lanes. Yep. That was not labeled specifically that I saw for wildlife management areas. So if you're a big bow hunter, yep. technically you're not supposed to trim shooting lanes mm-hmm. unless I believe you're on wildlife management areas. Area. Noted. Okay. That, that's a lot. Hey, you know what? Take take a breath. Get a water. Thank you. <laughs> Good work. Thank you. Let's move on to some more fun stuff. Yeah. Right? Sure. Okay? Yeah. Before Corey's got to get going. So we went over season dates. Yep. Um, if anybody's got more specific questions on state land, look it up or ask us a specific yep. question. We'll try to find out. Just um, message us on Facebook or put it on the community page. Corey, I asked Corey if he knew like how many hunters hunted in state like last year in general. Corey, did you find anything fun? Like how many? Because you know, Jackie asked the other day how popular Deer Opener Weekend was. Off, was the, like, top, off the top popular. of my head, I think last year there might have been uh, 586,963 hunters. <laughs> Say that one more time. Uh, 500,000. Uh, or 586,963. Oh, just kind of off the cuff. <laughs> wow. Give or take. I think that's probably pretty close. Wow. A beautiful mind over here. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, uh, well, here, I, I'll, I'll admit, I just printed off the whole graph here. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was um, that was for firearms uh, specifically. Um, archery, there was, uh, let's see here, total archery harvest, uh, 104,000. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, resident tags for archery, 93,000. That's a lot more guys archery hunting than right? I thought. 93,000? Yep. It's a big movement now. A lot of that, more people are archery. Well, no, Hold like on. That, that was like, tags sold or registered animals? Resident license sales. Okay. Non-resident was 2,000. So, There's 93,000 was sold, but 104 was taken? Total license sales, 104, excuse me. Okay. Interesting. I would have thought more out-of-state hunters. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you think of that. But that includes crossbows, traditional. Sure. Yeah. All that. Sure. But you think 104,000 people in the state of Minnesota and all the state land we have. Right. That's not. There's so much land still yeah. available. Uh, I mean, you, you got to take private into consideration and, Oh, that's there, what too. I mean. Oh, yeah. That, too. But, like, there's a lot of land out there still that people aren't yeah. even hunting. So, like, the first two months from September to November. So the the other thing, we all know people that pretty much get deer consistently, right? Like they're always the ones that have venison in the freezer. And sometimes they put a lot of time in and sometimes there's those jerks that just, they're just that lucky. But <laughs> uh, they actually have uh, registered, not everybody registers, even though you're supposed to, uh, but registered um, success rate, 31.8. Wow. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I had heard that statistic. If you're 30 to 50%. You're a you're a damn good hunter. Like if you're consistent, and that's all like, hunters. That's all hunting. This, uh, this is firearms. Okay, firearms. Excuse me. Okay. Yep, thirty one point eight. So think about it. If you go out three years and you get a deer once every three years, you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, like we know people that pretty consistently get them. Right. So there's a lot of guys out there that I mean I went. <sighs> <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it. Yeah, I was in my mid twenties. No. Yeah, mid tw- or late twenties before I finally got my first deer. Right. Wasn't from a lack of trying. Right. So. And then he just went. You, he just and then went I just eight. went like gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> just started mowing him down. Uh, archery uh, uh, success rate is about twenty percent. Wow, not that much different. That's no. crazy. But you know, archers probably put a lot more time in. Yeah. You know, they Correct. got months. Right. But still, I mean, you you have to go out a lot more. Right to be that successful. I wonder typically if it overlaps. <clears throat> well, it does. Like, like firearms with, is right in the middle. No, but like with ar- <laughs> sure. yeah, but like, like people that buy their tags for archery. Oh, sure. And then they buy, buy one both. for yeah, and then they take one for rifle, and then they don't go back out. There was there right. was a couple hunting. years right. where uh, when I was hunting with Seth quite a bit, you know, I bought all of my uh, waterfall tags, uh, pheasant tag. Uh, or you know, um, stamps, and then uh, trout licenses, and then there was uh, bear tags. I mean, I was spending two, three hundred dollars just in licenses every year, and then I would buy archery, firearm, and a muzzleloader license. So there's a hundred dollars yep. just, just in deer those. licenses. He's good at that, though. Yeah, he's like, just buy the bear exactly. tag, buy yeah. this, buy yeah. that. He tells me that all the time. Just buy. Yeah. Did you buy your bear tag? No. <sighs> What if one lacks by? Well, I guess you're shooting it then. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Seth goes to buy his licenses, he's like the kid in the elevator and he just pushes every button. <laughs> Give it all to me. Yep. I'm hunting and fishing for everything this year. Put it on the card. Yeah. Oh, you have a unicorn stamp? I'll take that. Can I get the pictorial? Never right. know. It could be out, you know, foraging <laughs> and there's a unicorn and you got to shoot it. It's so true. Uh, it goes yeah. to a good cause. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, total harvest is down from last year. Uh, 594 total license sales uh, down uh, 86. Um, success rate was down uh, about 2%. Um, but it, it was up actually last year. But, hmm. yeah. Nice. So, for what What was up? 
the success rate? Uh, uh, firearms um, was down. Uh, archery's down. Um, but then I was just reading that uh, total deer numbers this year, like they're feeling really good about deer numbers. Um, that's why some of the uh, regulations as far as um, lottery um, or managed um, have changed throughout the state. So, you know, which is another good good point. Now, the regulations are out for deer hunting. So check yeah. check your areas, you know, may, maybe you went from bucks only to lottery or, right. or uh, you know, whatever, uh, managed. So, well, like, and like a lot, a lot of people, of they have, they're like, oh, we, the winters make a big part of it. Yep. But I also think like spring, summer has a lot to do with it. Last year, we were in a drought. Right. Not a lot of rain. This year, nor, especially northern Minnesota, they've had a lot of rain. There's a lot of stuff for them to eat. There's a lot of cover. There's a lot of tall grass. You know, I feel like that helps with the numbers as well, like this year. Right. Am I wrong? Or Oh, I would, I would agree. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how much, but it certainly helps, yeah. right? Whether it's better cover for the fawns to survive or better foraging. It it what it should also help do is the deer next year. Yeah. It'll make for healthier does, healthier bucks, yeah. healthier herds going into a winter that might be hard. Might but not people be. are I just I think of it as people, you know, they're shooting whatever fawns. Yep. You know, this year, so like even the ones that were born this spring they're going to have a better chance of being alive right. from this fall. Absolutely. So that's why I think maybe they take that into account for you know, managing those numbers. Yeah, and, like that's yeah. why they think it's going to be higher. Winter wasn't too bad. I mean, it was cold, but not that bad. We didn't get that much snow, and we've had a good summer. Right. So I, I could see why they'd say the numbers are going to be up. You, you know what's crazy, though? So uh, as of last year, 2021, uh, registered antlerless harvest, so does, uh, 64,000. Uh, bucks were at 85,000. I thought that that would be way different. Now, when you get into those uh, intensive harvest areas or like a 601 where there's no limit antler list, obviously that's skewing it. Or mm-hmm. some of the CWD stuff they've been doing yeah. probably skews those numbers a little bit. But I would have thought the you know, anybody can shoot a buck. You you right. buy you buy a deer tag, you're buying a buck tag. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's right. You know, that's your primary tag. So I was surprised that the numbers were that close. So So more bucks are shot than does, though. Yeah, but not by you know twenty thousand. I know, but that that kind of surprises me. Really? Not but, not with what he said. Anyone, yeah. you can go buy a buck tag. Anyone yeah, can shoot I, a buck. I know, but, but you like, have to like with does. Everybody's to... limited, though, yep. right? Yeah. Where does there's a lot of options to shoot several. Several. Your main tag can be used for doe in a lot of yeah. areas, or multiple bonus tags. Mm-hmm. So it just, I would have thought with that variation and gun hunters up north hunting on opening weekend, I just. I guess I would have thought yeah. if I had to guess. No, no, would have been that, that is that is firearms, too. I, I, I could go with some archery numbers here, but uh, it's no surprise that firearms makes up the vast majority yeah. of these numbers. Right. Well, and it's like a lot of deer camps like Tim, they don't shoot does. Sure. They only shoot bucks. So I'm sure there's a lot like you, well, especially with like Lee and Tiffany, all these hunting shows right. coming out in the last 20 years, they want to make their land like theirs. So they're not shooting does. Sure. And that's where I think it, it's, I believe them numbers. And it, you need to shoot those at some point. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of way managing. too much pressure. Yeah. You got to take out those. It just surprises me. The numbers wouldn't shake out to be different. But how many people do you think bought a muzzleloader tag last year? Oh, this is a great question. Okay. Muzzleloader hunting has has really blown up. Yeah. Within the last ten years, so I'll say that there was two thousand out of state archery hunters. So I would say muzzleloaders. Oh my gosh. 93,000 archery sales last year. Archery sales. I'm going to say 30. Ooh, that's part of I'm going to say 50. Okay. I'm going to say 35. 
45,000. That seems high. Mac was really, really close. 49.8. Wow. Uh-huh. Here. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of muzzleloader sales. That now, is. you know, su- success rate, 18%. So, I mean, you know, t- 10,000 were harvested. So, I mean, it's, it's still good. But, yeah, yeah, far far fewer numbers, less than less than archery. Even, Man, so. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, I, I asked if you were able to look up any antler point restriction. Okay, so that? in the recent, well, not recent advent, but within the last two years of antler point restrictions, Minnesota used to have antler point restrictions, primarily in the southeastern part of the state, which is primarily where CWD is. Uh, until 2019, there was antler point restrictions, and then in 2019, um, they changed some of the restrictions. Um, they loosened them, but the last two years, 2021, 2022, there isn't any antler point restrictions. So oh, there, okay. I remember that, uh, Itasca was always a big one. Oh, okay. What? Cause like you could up North. Yeah. Like where For the head antler lo- point. Yeah. You had, it had to be, that's news to me. No, I, I'm almost positive. I it was think, always up I'm by like positive that's where the headwaters were <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like seriously, like I remember looking at it, it was up by like, park rapids area. You had to be a uh, eight pointer to shoot it. I've never. I'm gonna look it up here. No, uh, I, I'm. You better go to the com- 2019 one. Yeah, that's, that, I'm confident that's, that's not correct. I've never heard of an antler point restriction that was eight. It was four. Or maybe it was four. I, I had this pulled up and then my phone. But I did find something funny is for the antler point restrictions. If you're 84 or 85 or older, they did You apply. can you can shoot a doe. Okay, sure. Interesting. Yeah, and you don't need a special doe like. Are you allowed to shoot a horse? Because it seems like every eighty-five-year-old hunter <laughs> shoots a horse every year. Okay, so uh, buck cross tagging. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, hunting in areas with antler point restrictions, a deer must have a minimum of four points on one side to be taken. An antler point, if it is at least one inch long, counts. Brow tine one inch into the main beam. Uh, any broken tine that is at least one inch long. So okay, f- f- four point. But uh, to your, minimum. your research shows that there's not currently an antler not point currently. restriction no, that, area in the state. 2019, uh, there was four zones. Right. I could look it up here, uh, but basically southeastern Minnesota. Um, but currently, no, they have been lifted because of chronic wasting disease. Okay. Because they're basically just doing a whole big. What a bummer. That they, right. Because that was all supposed to be a study. Like, hey, do we see a big difference in buck maturity, age, health, yep. you know, herd, herd health? By doing restrictions, I, and I, then they got attacked. You know, they got right. I I, I remember annihilated. when they first started doing that, and there was uh, like for, for the first few years it was going on. Like you could find some really nice bucks in southeastern Minnesota. This is before CWD really really blew up down there. Sure. I mean, they were getting some really really nice bucks, but that was a real hot topic. You know, there was a lot of guys, especially yeah. like that lived down in that area. Like, well, what the heck? You know, you're restricting us and and all this. Right, you know, there there was a lot of uh, public input that was negative, and ultimately the DNR decided to do it anyways. But yep, yeah, I personally don't have an issue with antler point restrictions if it's done correctly. Yeah, I would agree. It can't be agreed. That surprises me. Uh, uh, I, I've gone back because you're forth. a meat hunter. Yeah, right? I'm a meat hunter. I go back and forth. I do think older deer makes for healthier herds. Yep. Right. Older bucks specifically. I know that. It seems like it's been done enough where there's a growing pain. There's yep. a few year period where like, oh man, what the heck? All we see is right, you know, three pointers, six pointers, you know, whatever. But eventually it will fold over. The, the bummer term. is 
if you get EHD, CWD, and yep. it knocks your herd down, right. and those older rundown bucks after the rut all start dying off because of natural causes, there's just going to be a lull. Yeah, before... ba- bad timing. And, right. and you couldn't have predicted chronic wasting was going to be what it was. But, right. Yeah. I would like to see point restrictions. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm not opposed to it, but I would always like to see caveats and other options for youth hunters. Yep. Because I... I, I do not like the idea of me taking my 10-year-old out or right. 12-year-old someday. You can only and shoot only, an eight Yeah. Point. Oh, congrats. You just shot a, as nice a deer as I've ever shot my whole life right. as your first one. Mm-hmm. Like, it, baby steps seem nice. And, 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 and Minnesota does, you know, there's the apprentice program and all that kind of right. stuff. So some of those steps are, are being taken. Right. And again, you can shoot does. Does are good first step for a first hunter. Yep. It's meat. It's fun. But you might not be in an area where taking a doe is as good for the herd as mm. t- just taking a, a spike. You know right. what I mean? So Well, and, and you know, when you get into more of the ag, like basically the, the southern half of the state, usually your genetics for point restrictions are better. If you right. implemented a point restriction up in northern Minnesota, I think that'd kind of be a terrible idea. It could get tough. You know, or, <laughs> or, or you would have to change it just because not that there's not nice deer up there. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. It's just they don't have fields full of food right corn and soybeans like they do down here it's just not correct. the same correct so. just look i was looking at 2015 i think you are right i think i was wrong but i'm not admitting it thank you i will find thank it you. <laughs> but like looking at the regulation book back in 2015 and the one now it was a lot more simpler back then because they don't have all the C- cwd stuff going on a lot more simpler <laughs> yeah a lot more <laughs> yeah it was easy Get the good <laughs> because like i would just scrolling through that book it had all of the tree stand stuff it did in one section fantastic it said elevated stands boom and it told you what page that you wanted to see it but then it had the description of what you know pretty much you read for each state wma all that was just right there in one spot. You know what? We should just every year we should come up with our own format and just have the the Minnesota hunters cheat sheet to public lands, and we just come out with oh, a, with a card that you can take out that says can do's can do's, like boom boom boom. We boom. should do it this year. It's people almost com- like that website. Off, the so. Border Outdoors cheat sheet. It's yeah. almost like uh, that Western hunting site. Help me out here. On uh, not on X. Go hunt. Go hunt. hunt. Yeah. yeah, seriously. The only bummer is when I screw something up or we screw something up and then we <laughs> yeah, get right? sued. Yeah. <laughs> they took no, my guns away. The border guy said I could do this. What the heck? No, you got to just got to do what you said at the beginning. Like right. do your own research. But this yep. is you got to have the yes. disclaimer yeah. there. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you can put your name on it. <laughs> yeah, Scott, Scott's pulling his hair out. Like no, 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 don't say that. It's not my LLC. I Goodbye to border about. outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> you doing no can time court? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay, sounds good. Um, just in case you got to up and run, I, sure. I do want to ask you this real quick. In your mind, whether it's bow hunter, gun hunter, new hunter, old hunter, like if I ask what's the most common mistake a hunter makes, what what comes to your mind? You know, we're coming into hunting season, so may yeah, what's a common mistake people make? It, it's kind of a generic thing, but I think. Too many guys or or girls, you know, whatever, underestimate hunting in general, specifically bow hunting. Uh, it it covers a lot of things. So yep. they underestimate, like if we're specifically going to talk about bow hunting, how much practice you actually have to put in to right. be successful. You don't want to be out, you know, wounding deer or, you know, anything like that. You need to practice at different yardages, you know, and, and, and just the time. And, and sometimes financially, uh, 
bow hunting is financially a little more expensive to get into just because you you can get hand-me-down bows but they're more custom tailored than a rifle is you can borrow your buddy's rifle and buy an orange jacket and go deer hunting and be a good shot with it right Right. yeah not the same with bow hunting so I, i i think that's really underestimated and again going to archery you know, practicing at your, your different yardages. The first deer I ever shot at when I was hunting with you, I had the rangefinder hanging around my neck and I saw the buck sitting out there and I'm like, oh, it looks like he's about 30 yards. And so I put my 30 yard pin on him and I shot over his back because <laughs> he was at 20 yards. You know, like, <laughs> and, and, and that's experience. And like, I'm also not trying to like discourage people from getting into archery. That's certainly not the case. It, it's just, if you're going to get into it, you should know about those things. Right. And like, it's a, it's a commitment. You should do that. So, yeah, I, I think too many people just underestimate it. Sure. I think that's a very good point because I think most people get hung up on where to go, how to go, yep. the gear to buy. Yep. But it, it all comes down to that moment of making the shot, which you cannot rush that. Yep. Like, like you can't just, oh, two days before the season, oh, yeah, I got to prep for that. Yeah. And, and be good. Like, you should be shooting now. Yeah. Archery. Y- you know, or. Even with gun. A lot of guys don't. Yeah. Like I don't know they, how many guys. Well, it was it was started in last year. Holy f, man. Yeah. Get to a range and yeah. take five shots. You know. Right. Yeah. It's 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 quite a commitment, you know. And then success rate. All, all these hunting shows and TV shows and stuff give such an unrealistic expectation. I I just told you the numbers. Thirty percent. You know, and and it goes down with archery. I would say archery hunters are more diehard. You know, so they. Sure they put themselves in a position to be more successful typically, or they're passing on deer. I, I bet if, if, if they took into consideration deer that were passed on for archery, the success rate would be huge. Sure. For, yeah. for, for archery. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you watch crush with Lee and Tiffany and they're out shooting, you know, one fifty <laughs> right. plus. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that doesn't happen that much. They they put a lot of work into their, you know, food plots and, and their land to be that successful. Right. It, don't don't watch those shows and think that that's going to be no reality. Those, it's just not. Places set up like that, their properties are working for them right. to do that. Yeah. It's not like us where we're going to a brand new set of woods mm-hmm. or hunting pressured woods. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yo. They they. Uh, create their own pressure <laughs> you know right th- those deer only see them basically with with all the land that they for using them as an example so right. yeah i or or the kid first time out shoots a 180 <laughs> that poor right. kid man is just screwed for the rest of his life because yeah. now he's like oh i shot this you know wall hanger my first deer sure well, that guy's gonna have a tough life <laughs> and, and you know the kid might grow up just being obsessed with deer management yeah Oh, I just want healthy herds. I want as many of those. Like, yeah, I it, want those again. It, it doesn't mean they won't still be hunters, but it does seem like a sad. It's kind of like a kid losing his childhood because he's forced to grow up too right. fast. Like it just, it seems like that could happen, mm-hmm. which is, who knows? Maybe it doesn't. You yeah. know, but like that's. I wish life I shot at one eighty five when I was twelve. Right. I don't know. That's so. that's life, though. You know, it, right. I, I just don't want people to come into this thinking that they're gonna do all these things. Right. Pump your brakes a little bit here. I like it. I like to add to that. So like yeah. same question and not trying to go off of what you said, but like the things I take out of it is, um, I don't think people, uh, they underestimate the fact that every hunt is different, especially with yep. archery. You can pick out a layout in your head and say, the deer's going to come here. The deer's mm-hmm. going to do this. And they do 
absolutely the complete opposite. Yeah. They come underneath your stand. You know, you can't, you try to visualize, visualize it the best you can, but it never works out the right. way you think it's going to happen. Right. Or they're at so, 70 yards and you can't get a shot. Well, and that's the thing is like, you have to be patient. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm, I'm still not a patient person. And when it comes to like stuff like that, you, you have to put your time in the stand. You have to, every time you go out, you learn something new, like a different way to walk in, or you were too loud and you bumped a deer or, you know, things like that. Like mm-hmm. that's something everyone should experience. And the last thing that I think is going off of what you said, don't be upset that you failed. Mm. Like you missed a deer. Right. And I've missed it. Everyone here, unless your name's Seth, but no, I'm sure you have, but oh, like yeah. you, you're not going to hit every deer. Mm-hmm. You do your best. And if you can shoot and you're putting the practice in and a deer comes in and you're able to hit, make a nice shot, but don't rush it. Because 90, you're either going to wound it, not find it, or you're going to miss. And I'd rather miss completely than hit a deer in the leg and have to go find it and call yeah, you right. guys up at 2 o'clock in the it's, morning. It's, it's to your advantage and to your benefit to make a good shot. Yeah. Because if you make a good shot, guess what? Now you don't got to track it for four hours. Yeah, exactly. Leave it overnight. Right. Then you're not clean, cleaning a gut shot deer that stinks. You know, right. so many people rush your shots. Like, and, that's, and that's what I meant by just waited. call you guys at two in the morning was because you got to wait and let it sit. And right. you yeah. got to go back out and, you know, yeah. it's just. You don't want that. Don't get upset about it. Even the pros, they don't show it on TV, but like they still miss. Mm-hmm. Right. Even does. They will still miss a doe because they got too excited and they use their 30 pin instead of their 20 pin. And, you know, they, they get almost too comfortable yep. and cocky. So. It, there, there was a couple hunting shows. Sorry, there was a couple hunting shows we were watching at work, and uh, some of these guys miss. I'm like, you do this for a living? How, <laughs> how do you miss? You know, and like you put that on TV. But then I thought about it, and it's good that they do because it shows that even though they put all this time in, and you know they're professional hunters, they still miss. Yes, that still happens. Yep. Probably doesn't paint a good light when guys like me are like, geez, what an idiot. <laughs> I probably want to miss the elk at 20 yards. Right. Dude, it happens. Until you're there. It, it also goes back to so many of our favorite stories are stories of things that didn't go well. Yeah. Yep. Like, chalk it up to experience. It's another story you get to tell. It, like, it's going to be discouraging in the moment. It should be discouraging yep. in the moment. And, like, you should be semi-upset, but move away from it quickly. Yeah. What did you do wrong? Yes. Yeah. Change it. It's fun to think about later down the road. And, okay, I have one more I just thought of that I think is a good one for the one thing that people, the biggest issue Yep, is people do not wear their harnesses. Sure. When you're in the tree stand, mm-hmm. rifle, bow, people are like, well, I'm just gonna climb up this tree. Next thing you know, you fall. Yep. Or you know, wear your harness. You're a statistic. Just I, wear the harness. Yes. It's not that bad. Right. It I takes actually, five minutes. I know uh, a couple that were hunting out of a two person stand. It was, it was an old stand, you know, maybe should have been looked at before the season as far as, it was left out on state forest too long. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's moss growing on it, you should maybe look to see that the boards are good. I don't know that that happened. But anyways, uh, they were sitting up there, you know, a uh, uh, gal and gr- uh, girl couple, and they both fell out of the stand. Ooh. They weren't super high up. I want to say it was 10 feet or less, but they both fell. She had to, like, do some rehab stuff. Ooh. I Well, anyway, she was on painkillers. You know, they, they both fell out. She had some back pain, so it can happen to anybody. It happened to two people I know. Yep, at so, the same time. At the same time, <laughs> yeah. And they were firearms hunting, so, like, that adds a whole nother yeah. element to it. Well, even archery, you could get, it doesn't take long for that 
arrow if you if that, oh. if your bow falls yeah. first and you that arrow land on your ball like it oh, freaks me just out just wear man. your harness yeah and back you get a co- free one with your deer stand yeah. yeah like and they're not even that expensive i have no. a summit it was like 80 bucks it's comfortable it's got and then like they make it easy now to wear them because there's like little holes on your jacket you can right. pull the thing through just wear the fucking harness yeah. yes yeah and Sorry, back to your up. point Sorry, <laughs> back to your point i'm bad at this I need to practice more with it on. Yeah. Because it feels different with sure. that being tethered to a tree. Like, you don't even have to be in a tree. I could tie tie off to my deck post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, it feels really. I, every yeah. year I get in the stand and I do like, a little warm up draw before the sun comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is kind of in yeah. the way now. I got to practice. Too, this too many guys get into the habit of just practicing in a t shirt and shorts when they're out yep. archery hunting. Right. And, you know, as, as the season gets later, you should put a jacket on, you should put gloves on, harness on shoot from it from a, a, a elevated position I, i'll yes. never forget the first time i was shooting at your house i i'm always i was shooting on the ground straight at a target and then i stood on your deck tried to shoot and i shot low and oh, yeah. it, it, it's because my body was square it wasn't you know tipping right and right you just you got to get into those different situations because you'll be a better hunter if you do if you practice yep. yeah. then when it happens your chances are better exactly we're getting short on time. I got one more question for you, Mac. I don't know if you yep. have time to look into it, but oh, yeah. let's touch base real quick on the youth deer season. Okay. And then also, if you uh, you out. Yep. Oh, bye, Corey. All right. Yep. We'll see you later, Corey. Bye. Great episode, Corey. Great information. Uh, have fun at work. Hey, Mac. You want to guess if he's going to be one of those thirty percent that's successful this year or unsuccessful? I don't know. I kind of want a free dinner. I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big buck contest. You can be successful. Just do it with a dough, please. Yeah, just not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. Thanks for coming over. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, the youth. So youth season, like you said before, is October twenty first to the twenty third. Um, some other things from ten to seventeen can participate. In the youth season okay. from ages 10 to 17. Uh, 10 to 13 must have an adult or someone over 18 with them. Okay. And that adult cannot hunt. It is only for the youth. Okay. And, and you have to make sure it's just like a regular tag. They have to, you have to get a tag for them. Okay. So a, a doe tag or buck tag or whatever you're hunting. Um, and I think it was, what was it? 10 ages uh 10 11 and 12 is a free license they just have to go get they it have to go get it and that's what kind of confused me a little bit because i always thought it was under 16 like with fishing license uh duck license if you're under the age of 16 it was always free until you got to 17 years right. old and then you had to like pay like everybody else did so right but this is big games yeah so yeah so as of what I saw, it was from the ages of 10 to 12. It's a free license. Um, and then it said, from 17 or older, must have your firearm safety certificate. Okay, so 17 and older? That's what it said. Okay. Mm. So that's what, Oh, again, in the, I, I'm certain that you have to have it in order to go hunting. But I don't know right. if a 10-year-old, a ten- I can't remember when I got mine. Sure. Okay, maybe we'll try to we'll, we'll see if we can track that down because I'm I'm certain if you're twelve twelve you need to have you it need to, to have it, right. but it, it didn't according to, no it didn't it didn't it was kind of funny in the rule book sure, and then youth can use crossbows. Oh, interesting. Okay, but 
buck only zone can only shoot a buck. They can't shoot a doe. In the youth in season. In the youth season. So okay. if it's buck only, it's buck only. Okay. Did you I know we looked it up last year. I just don't know if it's still the same. Last year didn't we determine that a youth hunter could shoot a doe without a with uh with their either sex taken yes. in a buck only zone? According to the rule book, it said they can only shoot a buck in okay. a buck only zone. Okay. I remember because Nick had a question yeah. with his daughter. Right. But I, they might have changed it. I'll have to go back here quick and we'll, double we'll, check it. But yeah, we'll try it, to double check that one. Uh, when I was looking at it, it said buck only. It was buck only. Right. I thought la- I can't remember exactly what the scenario was last year, but I thought it was a buck only zone and he was wondering. Or was it a doe permit? Zone? It was a doe permit. That's what it was. Yep. If you're in a doe permit, a lottery zone. Yeah, so you, you have- can shoot a uh, youth can shoot a doe, buck only. Just a buck. Just and you buck. can't party hunt with youth. With youth. Yep. For that dough. Yep. That's right. Because that made sense to everybody. So buck only is buck only no matter who you are. Yep. Youth, youth season, disabled hunter, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dough lottery. You can, your lottery zone. They can they can get a dough. Exactly. Um, but double check to make sure that's what I found in the book. And I can't read my writing. Okay. Because <laughs> I get all excited. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'll remember this. I'll remember that. Nope. Sure. Well, we're getting kind of long on this episode. I think we're going to have to, we were hoping to touch on CWD stuff, but I think we're all right. going to Yeah. I just got one, one thing quick uh, about crossbows. Perfect. We'll end on crossbows. Anyone can use a crossbow in regular rifle season. So okay. for deer hunting rifle season, you can use your cro- a crossbow if you have a rifle tag. Okay. So you go buy your gun tag to go out gun opener November 5th this year. You can use a crossbow. Nice. If you use a crossbow, you can't party hunt. Okay. It's a different weapon technically. You can't party hunt. If you're 60 years or older, you can use a crossbow for the archery season. Oh, really? Just based on an age restriction? On an age restriction. Um, or if you have like a special medical thing from a doctor saying you, you have a shoulder injury, neck, whatever, you can't pull a bow back Yep. and you have a thing, they're only good for like two or three years. So you have to get them updated. Okay. But those are the only things that you can do. And when you're crossbow, even, uh, that's why I said you can't party hunt like right. at all with a crossbow. Interesting. Okay. That's a nice little package synopsis of that. Cause and, I, didn't, I didn't know about the 60 years or older thing. Yeah, and for us, we can use a crossbow for any rifle season. So turkeys, okay. bear, deer, you can we you and I can use a crossbow as long as you purchase the rifle tag and not the, the archery, archery tag. Okay, so treat it like a firearm. Yep. Interesting. Cool. And the Rage Hyperdermix, I did a little did do a little more research. Um it's fifty four ninety nine for three of the hypodermic, no collar. Okay. So no, they call it the uh, shock collar. Yep. It's a little plastic piece. They use two slip cams that they slide down for the opening. Yep. And then you and I watched the video, and then you can just press it up, and it locks in. Yeah, it looks pretty slick. So, and I'm going to have to get different broadheads. because now, Well, yeah, now that I know that two inches right? is a restriction. Yeah. I'll have to. They, they do make. Rage extremes that aren't like mine that have like a, a no collar similar to the hypodermic, but it's right. Yeah. So, and like 
Minnesota's game fair is coming up mm-hmm. uh, next weekend. Or no. This weekend. This No, no. The, the 12th. Yeah, oh, yeah. Starts this weekend. Yeah, this 12th weekend. 12th of August. Yep. Uh, the 13th. Yeah, 11th. Whatever Friday is. 12th. <laughs> okay, 12th. Anyways, they have a DNR booth there. If you have questions, ask those guys there. They'll probably have the answer. Yep. This broadhead question. Hey, I got a rage. It's two and a quarter inches. Is that legal? Like, they'll know. They might say, um, technically, it's not, but you're allowed to X, Y, Z. So, yep. If you got questions, go to the game fair. It's for the next two weekends here in Minnesota. Ask the DNR those questions. And it's in Ramsey. Yep. Arms, Armstrong Ramsey Kennel. Any anybody that's um hunting, like waterfall, turkeys, whatever, go to the game fair. If so you're looking for fun. a new dog, bring if you can't talk your old lady into getting a new dog, <laughs> go up there. There's dogs all over the place. They have a bunch of activities. Guys, normal guys like us that, you know, train. Their dogs just themselves. They have dock jumping. We've done that the one time I took Rev and he got like twenty five feet. Wow. We got like it was it's so much fun to go up there. They have goose calling competitions, duck calling competitions. Uh they have a bunch of seminars for like people come in. Like yep. it's 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 anchored a little more toward waterfall. Right. But there still is a lot of deer hunting and there's a lot of big names up there for like Scott Trinan down in Rochester area that, with malt gear. It's it's a it's a really cool event. You can shoot trap. You can do all. They got food. They got all this stuff. Everything. They yeah. got art booths. It's like the state fair of for outdoor activities. outdoor activities. You can bring your bow and shoot long distance comp. Well, like, yeah, and it's like, got everything. Like I said, you can bring your dog. You can bring your kids. You, right. It's, it's affordable. Right. It's a lot of fun. Ducks Unlimited has a booth with raffles. You can go try to win guns. Yeah, and last <laughs> time I was there, bring cash because, like, the people that live on this road, they open up their yard for yeah. people to park in their yard. Yeah. Otherwise, they have shuttles for buses in the parking lot that take you right to the front door. We always just, it was like 10 bucks or 15 bucks, and you're, you know, 200 yards down from the entrance. Right. We're like, let's just do that. Let's yeah. give this guy some money. That's yep. smart for them. Very smart. They make a lot of money oh, yeah. over those weekends. So Google Game Fair. Mm-hmm. You'll have tons of fun, but man, that was a fun episode. We got winded. We got, <laughs> we got, we got a little more energy the last half of the episode, <laughs> but it was um, we needed to go through because we've been talking about this stuff for almost two years, right? And it's like we need to do an episode talking about like the rules, can dos, can do, and can right. cannots, and hopefully it clarified some stuff. As always, read your regs, bring yep. the book out in the stand or download it on your phone because you're gonna be in the stand any day now or in the blind. And when it's slow or it's still dark out, you can start your own research. I can read it. It's, it does say 12 years or older. Oh, it does. Okay. So the the 10 and 11, that's the... You the, don't need the I don't think safety. you need the gun safety, but you need to be with an adult for okay. sure that knows what the hell they're doing. I would agree because that's what it was with my niece, yep. Gabby, and stuff like so that. So 12, year, 12 years old for the youth. And uh, one quick question. Yep. What do you think about the youth season? I know a lot of guys don't like it for how late it is. You know, it's it's in October, the towards the end of October, where it's prime time. First, the rut is starting. Sure. Um, and it, they think that it's just another way for you, kids are scaring off deer, and they were not be they're just crab asses. Sure. I, I think overall it's better than it is worse. Yep. It gives kids an opportunity to go out. Hopefully, when bucks are starting to ramp up, they could easily be in a lull. Yeah, so I th- but there's they can also be very patternable. Yep. So I think it's a good chance for a kid to go out and maybe shoot that eight pointer or six pointer or something like that. Do I think it messes up all the other hunting? Definitely not. Yeah. And 
you got to also remember some Minnesota deer openers are so nasty and bitterly cold and miserable. It gives a kid a chance to go out with a gun when it's comfortable weather and, and have that experience and the excitement of blaze orange and stuff like that. So I'm, 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 I'm approving it. I would approve it. So I I wish I had it. Right. I I like It's a good thing to get more kids outdoors. Yep. Gives them a better chance to be successful. They don't. They don't. They're not out there in opener with all the other yahoos. People, same things. People get nervous about getting shot. Yes, it's just them or out arguing there arguing with somebody about a deer. Exactly, stand. and I, it gives kids better a better chance to be successful. Yep, and it doesn't bug me one bit. Like yes. I can't wait. I suppose I suppose you're the same boat. Take Ethan, Claire. Yeah, like take your kids out. Just go a weekend with Dad. We're going hunting. Yep. And so they can experience, like, it's your guys' weekend every year. I mean, that's... It's going to be the best. Yeah. I Some people get crabby about it. I'm like, why? why? You're just a crab ass. Right? Like, why would you be upset that these kids get a special season? Right. Because they're going to shoot your four-pointer? Right. Or your doe? I guess it, if you're a good hunter, you'll just find a way to still be successful. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's, people shoot multiple deer in rifle season. They shoot a deer, they go and they make all the noise and everything, drag it out, and then all of a sudden that night another deer comes in and they right. shoot it again. It's whatever. Right. Like, and if you've got a kid that you think would like this, a neighbor kid, anybody, you have almost two months to plan. Mm-hmm. Find a spot to hunt, take a kid out for youth season. Might be a good way for you to scout one of your locations too. You know, go sit in a stand during deer hunting hours, watch kids got a rifle you know you can you can set limitations too mm-hmm. if you've got 300 yard shooting lanes and you're a good shot you can say hey you, i don't want you shooting 100 yards or more because you're just not that good a shot yep you can use it as a, a pre-scouting mission so well, and it gives you the opportunity like you said pre-scouting but now you can go hunt those areas that other guys aren't in there right they're they're not in there and that is that the weekend before opener uh two weekends two weekends opener. so then the woods are pretty much empty. A lot of guys are up there the weekend before. Yes. Setting up their stands. No, that's got to be the... No, it's, it's at oh, least it two is weeks. two weekends before because yep. Halloween. Yep. So. Ah, oh, it's coming up, baby. Oh, I'm excited. Most wonderful time of the year. So, so well, let's wrap this up. I'm sure you guys are all uh, getting cross-eyed on us, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to come to you with some uh, fresh hunting action here shortly. Um, Did one of us have to do Corey's voice? I was just going to say that. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do it or should I? <laughs> you do it. Okay, I'll do Corey's voice. Uh, um, so for now, with Boring Outdoors, I'm Seth. I'm Mac. And I'm Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Boring Outdoors podcast. Follow us on Instagram and be sure to join, follow, and share the Boring Outdoors Facebook community page. Also, leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple, or whatever podcast hosting site you listen to. Tune in next week, see what we're talking about, and make sure to get out there and make your own memories.